This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Mr. Nocturnal, as I like to call you, welcome to the show. Thank you for making time for this. I have a lot of questions about YouTube, about metal. But first, I wanted to thank you because in your modern metal in modern metal scene in seven minutes video, you showed us what we wanted. You showed us feet. We got soles. We got toes. We got every angle. And I just, I just wanted to thank you for that, for giving the people what they wanted. No problem, man. Yeah, I, I mean, I could have monetized through some OF, but you know what? I, I just, I, I, I had to give back after being given so much over the years. So that was my way. Well, you know, I'm on uh, Wiki Feet now, for real. Um, I would love to see if you were on there. Unfortunately, not. But I'm, really, I've, I have a few picks with my feet out for memes, so I'm 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 surprised that they haven't uh, made the rounds yet. But I'm also probably happy that I'm not on there yet. So let's let's keep it that way. Yeah. Well, um, in in all seriousness, um, it it is really cool to see kind of, I don't know where you're at now, not that you weren't successful before, but we did a podcast back in 2020 or something. And oh, I God, feel like since, oh, wait. I, I think so. Fuck, man. It's been a minute. 2021, at the, I mean, it's been a while. Yeah. And, and I feel like since then, you really like hit like another level. And, you know, I, I think, in my opinion, you're easily the most important creator in metal right now. So first of all, congratulations on that. Thank you. Um, I appreciate. I I I don't take that title, but I appreciate it being given <laughs> uponeth me. Thank you. I, well, I knew you would say that. Um, but you know, I mean, I think you, you know, I think that that's where you're at now. I mean, I think you really played a a non-trivial role in seeing the success of you know uh, Electric Cowboy and Lorna Shore and a lot of these other bands that kind of you know, uh, blew up on the back of the reaction meta and, and whatnot. So I'm sure you're aware of your influence. How, how do you feel about that? Yeah, like that stuff is, it's really cool. Like that's, it's weird trying to decipher because there's so many variables involved, right? Of like what makes something, you know, get larger or go, go more viral, right? And like with like stuff like that obviously just starts with make good shit right that's what i any band yeah you know, i'm always just just make good good stuff that is special that provides value and is unique in some way um and then yeah like the internet can come help which again i guess was my role in that capacity like i remember electric callboy dropping hypa hypa and i was just stoked because i really loved mc thunder which they dropped like a few years before and I was like, yeah, let's go check out what they're doing because it's fun. It's different. And uh, I just was like, oh, wow, this is the perfect song to actually, you know, make the faces to. And I was like, all right, well, that that turned out well. And it seemed to go well. And everyone else kind of started to be like, who's this, you know, German band? I have no idea. And I, you know, if I started to help the, you know, the more, I guess, Americanized, Canadian, English-speaking audience get into them, like, that's sick. Um, but then I know... There was many, many <laughs> reaction videos that yeah. came after um, that I think as a whole helped push them as well as them just um, playing nice with it, you know, and the label yeah. understanding the power of that instead of trying to limit, you know, the label was there offering like, yo, let's get this going. Let's get more creators on this. Let's whitelist. Like they were pretty early. Century Media was pretty early on that. Um, and of course, also on Century Media is Lauren Ashore. So I think once they saw that work, and then Lorna came out with already the big and anticipated release with their new vocalist. And again, it hit, it had the viral moment. It was just natural for people to, you know, want to check it out and see what's so exciting about it. Um, and the reaction scene pushed it, the TikTok scene pushed that. 
quite hard. I didn't expect that. I just at that point was like uploading random bullshit TikToks of just anything like old Instagram reels just to kind of test the waters. And I just cut a piece of my Lorna Shore reaction, put it on there. And that thing got like 5 million views, um, like like when it actually mattered <laughs> back then. <laughs> right. And I was like, damn, like that's hilarious to me because I just, it was the least you know, no effort content ever. And really quick, before we go any further, have you checked out my Patreon? Patrons get early access to all my main channel videos and my podcasts. I also do giveaways sometimes. For example, I just gave away a pair of these Eargasm earplugs. And if you want me to review your music, there's a way to do that as well. All you gotta do is join at the $10 and up level, then every month I do a call for submissions. If you want me to review something, all you gotta do is drop it in the comments of that post, then I will review it live on Twitch and post it on Patreon for everyone to see. So if that sounds cool, hit the link in the description of this video and I appreciate your support. You know, did that translate? Well, that's always on? what blows up, right? Um, it depends. Uh, it, it, I think it's changed. It's changed over the years, but that's the thing. Like even that getting five mil, that didn't do crazy for me. It just right. got my name a little bit more out there, which was cool, right? Like there, you can have viral content, whether it's through memes or just like watching something, and you know, it can go crazy viral, and that's great, but it doesn't convert too much. You compare that to, let's say, you showing off a, 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 some kind of talent or knowledge in some capacity or some unique value, that's going to actually convert, you know, and actually get fans and people want Because then it's about you, not just sort of this, like, cool spectacle, especially if it ends up, like, on Facebook, you know. Yes. That, uh, <laughs> well, in, in that Facebook case, views, actually. You'll take well, it, but... Yeah, yeah. And in that case, actually, that my video blowing up helped the band more than anything, which made me happy because I just yeah. was happy for the band. I was like, that's great. You know, and I got some extra TikTok followers that probably never watched a diff another video from me unless it was Lorna. <laughs> right. And that's totally fine. Um, but yeah, no, that 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 whole it's I I'm happy that I could be a part if I help those bands in that capacity. But it was definitely, you know, if I maybe triggered some things to start and then everyone else kind of went on it and then it became this bigger thing. And I got to give credit to the bands for being all about it and uh, actually the labels, surprisingly, for wanting to encourage that and encourage reactions and and whitelisting stuff. Because that shit didn't exist uh, when I did covers for six right. years. No one gave a fuck in the music <laughs> industry. So you, you talked about it. You made basically zero dollars off the vast majority of those covers, which have millions and millions of views. Yeah, yeah. My whole back catalog of... Oh my God, I don't even know. I think it's 800 videos because that's all I would do. Um, it, it was, you know, maybe here and there if they uh, let you monetize through YouTube. And then also I did start to branch a little bit even back then into some different videos. I did have original music too. So I made like something, but like it was basically nothing. And for the first three years, I still have my AdSense slips just for the fuck of it. Uh, I get paid, I got paid like 50 cents, I think a month for uh, the third oh, year. It was great. <laughs> Yeah. Well, speaking of reactions, um, I feel like the reaction meta has become a little bit less relevant in the past maybe year or so, maybe because it's like super crowded or I, I don't know. It feels to me like it's not what it was a couple years ago. Do you agree with that or what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, uh, it just it got very I think it got oversaturated and um popularized in that kind of way where everyone knew the little tricks they right. understood how to finally title things and uh -huh. do the thumbnails and stuff to get higher click through but it wasn't as much in an authentic way it was just yeah. like well i know that this is how you do the thing so then everyone was doing it and then not only was it saturated it was saturated all with the same shit the same um, reaction at the same place and the same songs. Yeah, and the same t same titles, same thumbnails, right. and it's like um, that's where it's like okay. And then I also start to myself even steer a little bit away from it um, for many reasons, but that being kind of one of them, it's just it got a bit yeah over oversaturated and it lost its specialty. If anything, I, I think of just reactions. It always was obviously the combination of content and marketing for the band. So it was that beautiful symbiotic relationship. But if anything, when people do reactions now, it, it, it helps the band convert more than anything yeah. at all, <laughs> more than the person even making the content, to be honest. I mean, especially if you're just 
person number 75 doing literally the exact same reaction why yeah. would anybody come back to you well exactly and that's the thing is it all comes down to this big change which i've made which has honestly changed a lot of my content and changed a lot of even the numbers side you know not just the like i like this and i do it because i love it but like surprisingly the numbers of everything have gone way higher since i changed the mindset of just wanting to provide value and more value to people um i mean i started you know i'm a musician i'm a guitarist and i always did that and i i love memes i fuck around i have fun that's that's it my channel is basically a metal variety channel where my medium is metal and guitar usually and I drifted a bit away from that over the years to explore stuff. And I'm glad I did. And it was meaning fun, like reactions and stuff. Yeah. Or? React uh, reactions and other commentary reaction based things. I guess you can kind of underline them all as watching something and giving opinion. <laughs> yeah. Right, so sure. Um, and which is great. And I'm glad I did that. And then that space started to get very, very saturated with the same stuff. So the uniqueness of value I brought with that content, which was more unique back you know even last year or the year before mm -hmm. um the only thing unique left was me doing it which is fun you know i'm i'm glad that sometimes people just watch me for me um but it's when it came to like the hey i'm introducing people to new bands well there's people doing you know five videos a day to any every other band so i yeah. no longer was the person introducing people really to a new band. I was introducing my audience sometimes to a new band, right? That a vast majority of them were like, who is this? And that felt great. But it just kind of started to feel more like a rehashed of, oh, well, especially now that I have a schedule and I'm not the first person to react to it. I'm like, yeah. no, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. That's when you get a video from me. So if the song came out Thursday and then it's Friday, oh, there's already like a hundred reactions to this. I'm it sucks just like, having to feel like that pressure to be the first, you know, which you you can't be, but it as matters. A yes, as a person who made my initial brand off of doing that with covers, uh, I learned a lot by doing that. It's it you it helps you in the algorithm, obviously, because yeah. it's just search engine optimization. Your thing will come up first because it's when people type in the song. You're connected to the song, and even though I'm happy I went through all of that many years because I was just having fun anyways. I didn't really care. Uh, I wish someone sat there and told me it's not about who gets there first because then your people aren't staying for your content. Right. They're only staying because of the thing you're attached to. And then if you're not permanently attached to that, right, like the person who checks out Nightwish or like whatever it is, like right. only Lorna Shore, only bring me. Um, or whether it's a cover or um, a reaction, right? Like, sure, it's nice to be known for something and being like, hey, that's the Bring Me Cover Dude or that's the Gojira Cover Dude. It helps, right? Because people are excited when you do do that and it does provide, you know, value and content. But I, myself, I didn't want to turn into, you know, that after having being the fast cover guy and completely leaving yeah. that. I started to realize, do I want to be the fast reaction guy? Like, why? Like, what's the... Right. What's right. the fucking point? I rather, you know, take all the things I've I've done over the years and start to combine them more um, and really value because I noticed like it doesn't matter even when it came to the numbers. I could get five hundred thousand views on a reaction video, and it it's, it helps. It grows the brand and my you know I, I use brand. I know it's a very corporate term, but just like Nick Nocturnal, the name yeah. and people knowing whatever the fuck it is and the things I do when it's tied to right. Um, like it grows the brand in that capacity where sure people who might not have heard me of me before be like, oh, that Nick Nocturnal guy, maybe I'll check him out, right? That's the, the thing that it can help with. But when it comes to converting to a more loyal audience that is like on the edge of their seat waiting for what you're doing um, in a space where what I started to do with just with more reactions than any other type of content um, where it wasn't unique of the songs I was checking out anymore, you know, like me checking out these metalcore bands or modern metal or deathcore bands that no one would talk about. Now everyone was talking about all of them. <laughs> and right. it's like, I'm no longer providing that unique value. Um, and that's where I'm like, okay, I need to step away for a second. And even if these videos get five, like I was saying 500,000 views, it's not actually converting to much of 
anything other than views and like some AdSense, which is, I mean, that's cool. But, you know, if I wanted to do something just for money, I would just make every video sponsored. Like, <laughs> I don't, you know. Like me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, hey, you'll get paid, right? And that's that's the thing is if I wanted to. Give me whatever mobile game you got, I'll take it. Go for it, exactly. Right, and I mean, tons of YouTubers obviously monetize like crazy through sponsored yeah. videos. It's like their main lifeline, right? And um, that's 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 great. I mean, I've I've had periods of going very hardcore with sponsorships, pre rolls, dedicated videos, and um, the only thing like I just it was just so fucking draining, and uh, yeah. I hated someone else telling me what they wanted for my creative vision. Uh, I would do terrible uh, in a band or a nine to five, probably. <laughs> because I, say, I, was I just... worked in in design agencies for fifteen years and stuff, and as a yeah. designer, so I that's that's the entire job is like, hey, here's the thing, and then there's ten people saying, here's everything that sucks about it, change everything you liked about it, and you're like, <laughs> okay, yeah. And when it comes to how I built my content, it's like the usually the integrations are very organic. And that's where I was like, okay, I now have to adapt my organicness of how I'm integrating a lot of these pro like these products and some of these pre-rolls to match some fucking corporate, you know, statistical analysis yeah. that some motherfucker made that has no idea of the audience that they're reaching through me. <laughs> so that's when I just dialed down a bit on that. But um, yeah, that's the thing. If I if I wanted to just like cash out, I'd probably just be like every video sponsored and it, you know, will definitely affect the content in some capacity. Um, but yeah, other than that, getting the big views on some of those videos is just, you know, more brand awareness and a bit of money. But that that wasn't wasn't fulfilling for me because it was like, well, I have all these, you know, I write music, I'm a guitarist, mm -hmm. like I wanted this to convert to things that have more sustainability. That's what I started worrying about the most because you can get 500,000 on a reaction and the next day you get like, I, I mean, I see some other content creators, they'll get literally 500,000, then they'll get like 5,000 on their yeah. next reaction. It's like, I would fucking throw up out of anxiety if that's what was happening. It's just so, it's too much of a difference, you know, and it's not sustainable because then every time you do a video, you're either going to get the crazy rush of, oh my God, I got, a, I hit right on the gold uh, jackpot. Or you're going to feel fucking terrible because it yeah. didn't hit on the jackpot. And I'm, I was, I'm happy getting fours and fives out of tens consistently. <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm, dude, the, I'm happy with that. I'll take that all day long. The YouTube numbering system is so <laughs> depressing. Uh, For anybody who doesn't know, every time you put a video out, it'll tell you in your dashboard where it ranks out of the last 10. So one of 10 is the best. 10 of 10 is the worst. 10 of 10 feels like you're getting a cancer diagnosis. <laughs> <laughs> it's though it's not fun. But that's the thing is I since I started, I guess, bringing it full circle, changing my content, I was like, well, look, I'm a fucking songwriter. I'm a guitarist and I like memes. I like infotainment. Like yeah. I'm going to kind of pivot more to this while still being a preacher of, you know, modern music and like a, an outlet of, hey, this is what's happening. This is what's coming out. Like, you know, because I, I love that stuff, you know, whether it's metal or even Honestly, a lot of stuff that has nothing to do with metal, if it's the gaming industry, which doesn't even have to do with music or like whatever, if it's funk or fucking R&B and pop. Um, I started all these different series of trying to find ways to include non-metal things into metal things. Again, mm -hmm. providing value and doing something unique and along with utilizing shorts and long form with writing and um, actually making music in a fun, entertaining way that is different from what everyone else is doing. I noticed such a crazy change in my audience of people like being way more stoked I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. um, the numbers are also fucking higher than ever because people feel like they're getting more value for their time, you know, and that's something that, again, I preach so much is people will always complain. The algorithm hates me. This hates me. Fuck this. Fuck this. Instead of being like, well, what are you giving people? Yeah. <laughs> like there's so much content. There's so much content, so much music. Why should and, they watch your shit instead of the nine million, literally nine million other things they could be watching? Yeah. And that's something where I was like, I start to feel like I was just another thing, you know, and sure, I had a brand over all the all these years and my personality was kind of keeping some people clinging and that's kind of it. And I it didn't feel good. I was like, no, there's more fulfilling things I can do than this with my channel and this audience that I've grown. So that's when I pivoted to starting um you know every video i now actually use my guitar again which was so mm -hmm. weird it was just i noticed that talking. yeah yeah like one of the <laughs> smartest things that i think you did was um you you had 
a little viral moment. Well, not little. I mean, it's big. But you had a viral moment with your Slipknot thing or how to how to yeah. Slipknot in 30 seconds or whatever. Did great on TikTok and probably shorts and everywhere else. But what I thought was really smart is that then you followed that up with a longer video where you talked about actually how you, you know, made the song. Mm. And yeah. so that brought the viral traffic full circle into now connecting with you as a musician. So it's not just a silly viral thing. Yes. So and tying back to the just the meme stuff before that I would maybe do memes going viral mean nothing. It, yeah. Like it's fun. You get to be a little happy because number bigger. Literally, you don't yeah. even make money on it usually, <laughs> especially if it's like I made a Instagram or a Facebook meme yeah. and it got like you could get 50 million fucking views and it literally will do nothing for you. Yes. Anyways, it's just some fun thing that you might be randomly known for. Hey, it's the, the meme guy. Right. That's it. Right. Um, and then tying that concept, even when I was writing and I started the series of like, well, I did all this long form stuff of, you know, uh, pop modern culture of like discussing how bands make their shit and one of a thing one of my strengths i think over the years has been emulation whether mm -hmm. it's through covers or understandings like well let's dig into that writing emulation guitar so i just started with um short form content of how to you know metalcore in 30 seconds which again like it's not like that concept is necessarily new people just you know have shown how to make a metalcore track but i was like i'm going to try to do it in the speed runny short format especially because shorts is now how you actually grow you know it has a different algorithm than your long form content and i was surprised at how it just went so well people were loving it it was funny and it was hitting all the marks in 30 seconds but even though the short content you know will get 5x views and get 5x more you know attention it doesn't convert into anything it just converts into bigger number right which that's when i had a big I had a big um, epiphany and like up and down kind of moment. I think it was this, this the end of last year and the start of this year of like, why am I doing like, if I do a video sometimes and it pops off, what's who cares? Like what, what's, what's the fucking point of it popping right. off? Cause again, if I really wanted to pop off for money, just go do a bunch of sponsor videos. Right. And, and actually monetize, but it's just getting numbers for the sake of numbers. And then you're just chasing the numbers to keep up the numbers. And I'm like, that's, I don't want to fucking live like that. That's awful. So I needed the numbers to translate actually into something, which is why I started going, okay, short. If it blows up, I provide a long form video version, which again, provides more value and is more fulfilling through YouTube. And then I release the song the same day. So people have something. They they have right. something right. from this originally little meme -y short idea, which is fun so, and engaging. So the, the 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 dessert and the meal. Yes. But you give them the dessert first because everyone wants the dessert. Yes. So I, I give them the whole package. Yeah. And and when I did that the first time, it was crazy. I did not expect that to work as well as it necessarily did. Of like short form blowing up, which that's the best thing is people don't understand when something goes viral. They just think of viral numbers. They're not like there's a demand for something more of this caliber right. that is a bigger picture than just more of the copy paste same thing. They wanted, you know, and that's why I was like, well, let's full it. Let's release an actual song so people can listen to it and they know the whole origin of where it comes from. I already knew I had the demand of two million people looking at the short. I know that's not a you know exact one to one ratio. That's gonna but it's go something. The, it's it's yeah, exactly it's something that then translates to the full version, translates then to the song on Spotify. Which again, that's a song. I feel good about it. It's released. It's a legitimate song. And I get to monetize because it's music. And Spotify will pay me the nice penny, right? For um, a billion views or whatever, a billion streams. But that's when I also started to notice that translated into monthly listeners. Which again, more fulfilling because monthly listeners in the modern metal music industry game is basically like your fucking report card. <laughs> it's, right. Yeah, it's, it, that's basically all it is for, for bands, touring opportunities, you know, a lot of opportunities. And obviously it's based on sure bands just might have low monthly listeners, but, you know, sell out tours and do really well. Right or wrong. Or it's the thing that people look at. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, oh, well, let's hit that, too. So I get the credibility from having first of all, I just get to have fun and fuck around, which is my whole channel and has been forever. Um, I get to showcase a skill, a talent, you know, emulation and writing and guitar. I get to um, have fun with it, engage, make entertaining shit and still meme around. 
I get that to, to then convert into a real product, a song at the end. And I get industry cred. Not that I really give a fuck, but it's nice to have. We all, we all give some fucks. Some fucks because it opens up opportunities um, to work with artists and stuff. That's yeah. why, right? Because even if there's still YouTube plus the music industry crossover has been much healthier over the years. But people but still think YouTubers aren't real musicians and all that crap. And Yeah, it's much, to a much lesser degree. Yeah. Much lesser. I mean, they have, to, they have to admit it now. I mean, you go to Nam and you see how people react to Ola and Rudy and, you know, all yeah. the other. Like, you cannot deny that. Like, they matter. Yeah. And that's where I was like, okay, well, that's the thing I want. I want opportunities of like, I have this great idea and I want to collab with that person. Well, that's where I need the monthly listeners. I can be like, hey, YouTube and all these numbers, all I want. They don't really know sometimes what that means. <laughs> I'm like, oh, right. You know, so I'm like, okay, I'm going to speak your language. Yeah. Right. See and, this number? It's bigger. Yes, Ooh. exactly. They don't fucking know. Right. Sometimes. And that's, that's totally fine. Right. They speak in yeah. the, this language. So I'm going to speak in your language. Now. Yep. That's what I basically want to play the game sometimes. Exactly. So once I started doing that, I I think I started two months ago now. I went from doing the shorts, full version, song released, and again, having content nonstop with that, plus other stuff in between. I still do like a reaction here and there for fun, for songs I'm really excited about and shit like that. I went from 150,000 monthly to almost, I'm just under 500,000 monthly on Spotify. And which one is, which project is this for? Because you have several. Nick Nocturnal and okay. all of the projects feed into Nick Nocturnal as well. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So it's just stuff like that. Speaking. I mean, and 500,000, that's a lot. That's more than a lot of like touring national bands have. Yeah, <laughs> it, it goes right. It goes up. And these are all from fun meme songs. I'm doing almost, I'm doing at least one song a week releasing sometimes two. And it's a lot, you know, and I don't have this crazy marketing campaign for everything. My marketing campaign is I did content. People wanted the big thing and I did the big thing. Mm -hmm right there's there's no budget other than mixing <laughs> that's being right put into the songs and finding a vocalist that can throw down and wants to have fun um and the funny thing is when i was doing this i've been collaborating with a lot of great vocalists and you know some of them from smaller bands and some of them from like you know decent mid-sized bands some of them are just friends of mine and for some of the songs and these are hardcore just like band bands they don't do content they've i've transformed some of them through this project with them putting in all the effort and kicking ass from to get plus 100k monthly listeners wow you know and then they, they might be a band that has like twenty thousand monthly or like a hundred thousand yeah. and that's like opportunity changing for them and for totally. their label because they're like well you did some stupid fucking fun meme shit with this random dude and you turned it into real things we care about. Well, I, I don't understand yeah. why musicians, especially in metal, because I don't think this is true in other genres, but why people in metal are so resistant to quote unquote content. It's like, well, I don't want to make TikToks. I don't like it's like yeah. I don't like that's literally your job is to get attention for your music. There's a way to do that, that literally everybody knows this works. And they, they dig in their heels and they don't want to do it. And then they get mad when they don't get results. And I just, I don't know yeah. what it's, I don't know. It is hard to <laughs> do, I think, for bands organically, though, because they don't, it's not, a, it's, they're not excited to do it. Like, that's the no, thing. They're I don't, not. I don't, and if I don't you're not excited, bands. it won't work. Yeah. I'm, I don't blame bands when it's the process of label or management says, yo, we're releasing a song. You're going to go yeah. do the fucking thing on TikTok. And they're just like, <sighs> as soon as you start with the mentality of, <sighs> I don't want to do this, you're, you're done. You're, yeah. you're fucked. It's not going to translate yeah. no matter what, what video you do, unless you're like, oh, fuck. And then you just, I don't know, drink too much the day you film and just yeah. have fun and actually convert to something that's more organic and enjoyable. But, uh, and fun. To me, like you, you should look at it. I mean, the way you are approaching it is the template. Like you should look at making the content and TikToks and stuff as all part of the creative process. Yes. Like if you think your only job is to show up and play guitar in the studio, that's not the job. Not now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know? I hated the idea of short content for quite some time because I grew up with old YouTube. Like yeah. I love longer form content. That to me is content. Um, I wasn't big on like the short form, like 10 second, 20 second, 30 second yeah. ideas until I challenged myself. And I was like, look, this is happening. Instead mm -hmm. of fucking fighting it, you know, like a fucking boomer at this point, like let's just like there, there has to be a way I can have creative fun in this space. And then that's when I started all these different series. And I was like, Oh, I get it because I can't do these series in a long form yeah. first and it makes sense. No, it's, it's a different way of approaching content, 
which is fun and allows me to experiment in different ways I've never been able to. And then once I started to embrace the short form content, it started to embrace me, uh, you know, much more. <laughs> That's and how it like, works, right? Yeah, you got to. And again, it all still comes down to just providing fucking value with with what you do, even with short form. I mean, I have my phone here. How fast people scroll through TikTok. Done, 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 done. Yep. You have 0.5 seconds to get someone's attention. Like, yep. <laughs> that's literally it. So that's where I was like, okay, well, let's have fun. Let's get people's attention. But let's do it in a way that everything symbiotically works together. Because I could sit here and do like, what's trending on TikTok? Let's do some viral dance to some pop song and maybe get lucky and get like, whatever, fucking 10 million views. Yep. Doesn't matter. Doesn't convert to anything because so those be like, people gonna want to watch you talk about how to make a metalcore song hell no none of them are so it, the number is fucking meaningless it's just a number to stroke your ego which trust me i have you know chased that many years throughout yeah. doing this almost fucking 10 years now it never is never worth this episode is brought to you by kia's first three row all-electric suv the kia ev9 with available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash ev9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Worth it just to stroke your ego. It's better to provide something that's sustainable that's long lasting, that's fun, that provides value. And then when those pop off, it's the most rewarding thing possible. Yeah. Well, I want to get your takes on a few things um, okay. since you, you, you know, you're, you're plugged in. So the one, one thing I wanted to ask you about in particular is Sleep Token, because okay. I feel like this is a band everybody universally loves. And I'm the only person that's like not really. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Be on board yet, but I, I want to be on board because as everyone on Reddit says, I am the how do you do fellow kids meme. So I want to, whatever the kids think is cool, I, I want to think it's cool too. I know okay. you're a big fan. Um, wh what do you think is going on with them? And how big do you think this band can get? Um, I think they can get huge because they're not a genre band specifically. They don't, because they, they instantly um, set the stand. But first, I want to thank DistroKid for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. If you're not familiar, DistroKid is a digital music distribution service that musicians use to put their music into online stores and streaming services. So in plain language, if you have ever wondered how to get your music on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube Music, Amazon, Deezer, Tidal, and many, many more, there's like dozens and dozens of different streaming services. DistroKid is the way to do it. It is super easy. I have used it to put my music on Spotify. It took me maybe five minutes to like set it up and upload everything. It's legitimately awesome. I am sincerely a fan of this company and their product. And for those of you who have asked, you can also upload your music to TikTok with DistroKid. And if you want a chance to get featured on DistroKid's Spotify playlists, you can do that by submitting a song through Spotlight and getting your fans to vote for you. You can also use Hyperfollow to get more Spotify followers. You can promote your new release as well as Spotify Canvas. That's where there's the video in the background in the player. And when you share it on Instagram, it shares that video too to make your Spotify release pop. And Spotify Canvas is available to all DistroKid artists. Like I said, as you can probably tell from this, like I am sincerely a fan of DistroKid. DistroKid can do everything I just talked about and so much more. So be sure to sign up with my link, which is in the show notes for this episode, to get 7% off your first year. That link is in the show notes of this episode or 
go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash the punk rock NBA. And thanks again to DistroKid for sponsoring this episode. Standards and expectations that we're going to give you a pop song followed by a really heavy modern metal song um, mm-hmm. and everything in between. But they do it well. And I feel like many bands before, not all of them, but many have tried, especially let's say metalcore bands have yeah. tried to like, especially during the 10s to 20s, holy <laughs> fuck. Um, they're like, yo, let's make our like soft, like catchy, like radio song. But they go in it to it with that perspective of let's yeah. just do that so we can do a radio song instead of let's make a fucking good song. Like that's yeah. really all it yeah. comes down to. And so many bands have just thrown out trash in, in that capacity, yep. you know, and it has nothing to do with it being a softer song. It's just, it's fucking bad. <laughs> and you can tell, I, it, you can tell that a lot of those bands went into this like, Oh, this is going to be our big radio song. That's going to get big on octane. And then we're going to play bigger shows. Like you can smell it. Yeah, it's and it's it's not fun. And I feel like the metal scene has been so um, hasn't been given what it's deserved in the capacity of 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 music delivery for over all these years. So they're a lot more just starved when for when bands do it right. And I think that's mm-hmm. what happens to tie with Sleep Token and some bands like Spearbox and this more new age of like modern metal instead of just like metalcore, deathcore, yeah. or post hardcore shoegaze. It's all same fucking yeah. band in one song sometimes. Um, bands are finally like doing it really, really well. And metal art, uh, metal fans are like, oh, that's wait, that's what. You're, it's supposed to sound like when a metalhead does a different genre and they actually do it well it, and it's not I, do, I think sleep know? tokens pop stuff is extremely well done and yeah. as i've talked about a million times like that's the moments from them that i like the most and i you know i feel like a lot of people want them to do the heavier stuff more i want them to do the pop stuff more hmm. and that's what gets me most excited because i want metal to be big again like it was in the 2000s like actually big i don't mean like you know, big on the internet. I mean, actually big. And yeah. I think Sleep Token, when they go full pop, they have that potential. I like I, I, I like the blend because the contrast lets you appreciate both. Um, yeah. And that's very important. And that's sometimes my issue is like, love, I'm a core kid for fucking life. There's no <laughs> doubt. Um, my fucking merch brand is called Core Kid. That's how much I fucking live and breathe this shit. You know, and whether it's deathcore or metalcore, like love those genres. But deathcore specifically, sometimes it's like, I can only listen to the fucking guttural Lorna Shore breakdown like so many times in so many songs now because it's like there's 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 no contrast. There's nothing that makes it special anymore. It's just like, hey, another band that fucking looked up, uh, you know, what Dickie Allen was doing in yeah. fucking 2014 or ago, whenever yeah. Infinite Annihilator came out, right? Like, you know, it's cool. It's talented, but it's just like there's no contrast. And actually, I think also why Lorna is doing so well is because they have they're so heavy, but they have such the contrast of all the symphony and melody that mm-hmm. makes you appreciate the heavy moments and, um, and genuine like, emotion in their music too. Yes. And that's, it's so funny. I think that's just like heavy or not like metalheads just want good emotional fucking music. Everybody like, does. Yeah. That's, that's how you connect to it. So when it comes to sleep token, like, and they combine those two worlds plus other, you know, like they'll have like funky moments, but they do it well. I feel like that's just such a systematic shock to the metal scene that, you know, the song is obviously still really good, but yeah. it might be over. It might push it even further because people are just shocked that it's even happening in the first place, even though it was never any rule that these genres could never play nice together. It's just bands were not doing it, I think, well, <laughs> a lot of the time. I mean, only issues. They're the, yeah. the, the only, and they were too early. Yes, they they too issues, ahead of their time. Issues, issues could come out now, and they would be five times bigger than they were when they came out. Probably, yeah. People <laughs> are ready for it now. Like back Depends then, people like, "What yeah. the <laughs> fuck is this?" Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, bands like Issues and Bring Me Too, Bring Me all these yeah. like gateway modern bands that got so much shit. And I'm not saying everything they do is perfect. Sometimes they're right, like maybe a dud, and that's fair. Like you, sure. you know. Out of 11 songs, if one's kind of like shit or maybe it's one of the singles, like... Nobody yeah. bats a thousand. Yeah, and that's exactly. And that's totally... That's fine, right? Um, But these bands that push that forward and then they are doing it well a lot of the time and then they push the genre and open up metal a bit more, Um, I think that's 
they're, they're so fucking important. And I, I want to live in a world where you can have a song that's literally like a fun, well done pop song that's catchy and has meaning and is emotional. And you can have a fucking brutal deathcore slam track um, right next to it. But they work in harmony with each other instead of work against each other because the band took time to make them work together. Like, that's great to me. Another thing I'm seeing with uh, Sleep Token and I'd say the sort of Deftones sort of branch of things, all the shoegaze type stuff is, uh, I guess we'll say horniness being the sort of <laughs> the undercurrent. <laughs> Metalhead's down bad, bro. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. But I've also seen way more girls into metal lately than say i would say like five or seven years ago was like when it was just straight reddit nerds yeah um and there's way more girls in the metal now which is great because if you remember you know 10 15 years ago when metalcore was probably at its peak that was when a lot of the girls you know from the myspace generation and stuff were into it yeah and you know girls i, I redditors you may not believe this but they are half the planet so <laughs> they <laughs> matter well, it's um, metal has been combining with all. I just call it alternative culture, but it's yeah. like I throw I throw in like trap metal, TikTok, emo rap, mm -hmm. fucking. It's all the same shit. Um, you know, all of that. Even now, Deftones. I consider Deftones an alternative band more than like a new metal band because Absolutely. of how much they've permeated and it's gone through that culture. Um, and I think metal and the alternative culture starting to combine which I think is great because the alternative culture is way fucking bigger, has yeah. you know the fresh blood in it. And they have people that they just want to have fun. Like it's not this crazy thought out, oh, this band's album yeah. versus this band. It's just like, yo, that was sick. I randomly fucking right. heard it. Can I buy a shirt and support and be a poser? No. Yeah, no, like, you <laughs> can't buy the shirt. Exactly. Well, that's the thing. The alternative crowd like they don't give a fuck and yeah, i I, like that. I love that they don't give a fuck because it's just like good it's good music i i say this all the time too. provide value and if it good it good like it's yep. that's fucking it like if and and if your video doesn't get views and your song doesn't and people don't like your song it doesn't necessarily mean it's bad but it means that you know you, you got to be honest with yourself and go back and and say what if i want people to pay attention to this what do i need to do differently yeah you a lot of the times bands will kind of just keep copy pasting the wheel and uh yeah. that's fine they'll do it well they'll master the the sound that maybe bring me the horizon didn't send paternal you know and they're like we finally got it sound down and people will like that who are searching yeah. that but if they want to expand past that and you know get a new crowd that appreciates their music as well you got to add more value in 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 it and more uniqueness because if not you're just going to be you know, thrown cast and cast aside with the other fucking 90,000 releases that came out the same day. You know, Literally 90,000. I think it is somewhere around like 75 to 100,000 songs a day on Spotify. Yeah. So like you're, mean, that's brutal. You're fighting over that. And as a content creator, you're fighting over the same thing. And as in a TikTok creator, you're fighting over 5X, the YouTube content yep. creator, probably in terms of uh, traffic. So it's just make good shit that lasts long as you can make it have fun make it connect with people make it fucking make, make people care instead yep. of just i'm gonna chase this thing and experiment too like experimentation is scary and there's many bands that have tried to go really out of their wheelhouse not just to get on radio but because they wanted to try new shit and i applaud that and maybe they just fucking didn't do it well and that's yeah part of experimenting and learning and maybe next time they go for it people will really like it you know and i, I just i hope you know that's more promoted in the in the metal scene because i as a creator as a musician i want to take inspiration from things like that as well like i've been looking the most for inspiration not in deathcore or metalcore i've been looking in fucking uh like like pop and r&b yeah. and funk and mainstream and rap and shit that's how I'm just like making it in a metalized form. That's kind of like, what I you did. did that unholy cover. And as soon as I heard unholy, I was like, this is what bad omens should be. But yeah. just with like gent, yes. you know, like this literally could be a bad omen song. Just throw some gent in there and it's and you're good. Yeah, that's why I started doing that series specifically, like proof anything can be metal, even if some of them are like more redundant. Like I feel like the unholy one, because so many bands already made it a metal cover. Yeah. I was like, well, I'm late to the party, but I still like I can do my own unique twist on it. But a lot of that series um, is so fun because I, I, as a music listener and a metalhead, 
especially as I understand music theory and scales yeah. and, and where the overlap is. Right. And metal is much more of a medium of how the music is presented besides a specific, you know, with scales and shit yeah. like that that's used. It's not. Um, that's why Punk Goes Pop worked is because you can take yeah. any of those songs and arrange them as a country song, as a ska song, as a metal song. It doesn't matter because they're great songs and the genre is just the coat of paint you put on it. Yes, a hundred percent. So it's been so fun doing that. I um I did one for Funk, which Funk blowing up with you know it's, it's almost dying in the mainstream now, and the metal scenes now just going like, ooh, what's this? You right. Know, the metal I mean, scenes. it's been around for like since two thousand nine or so. Funk, it's I mean, it's Jay Green created that shit in like two thousand nine. The first time I heard, I guess the closest thing was Tokyo Drift, that fucking song, da mm-hmm. da 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 da, um, and it's. It's been crazy because like it really popped off and it's so funny. Um, the leader of it being the dude from Al Craft, fucking yeah. Port Hell. <laughs> it's like the funniest shit I've ever heard. I had um, no idea that was him. No, yeah. No, you, Until you, like a couple months ago, someone told me I was like, what? Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's just you just it's not like insider info now. It's just you just yeah. Google it, right? Like people just posted like you search Cord Hell and they say it's it's the guy. <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh yeah. Um and you know, seeing things like that and that genre specifically, I'm I'm listening to those like dongs and those notes. So I'm like, those are metal riffs. Those are new metal riffs. Yep. Like I, I I hear it. Yep. And I did a short for that that blew up, translating into metal. And from that, I even launched a whole project called Death Funk. One which song which has like three hundred thousand plays or something now. Yep, hundred thousand monthly listeners. One That's fucking crazy. song because it's just people that like funk and then people that like heavy riffs. Yeah. Again, these things can all work together. I'm not saying every time they will. And there's definitely some maybe no nos where sure. you're like, oh, okay, that's bad. But you don't um, know until you try it. Yeah. And that's what I've been basically overall just doing on my channel, trying fun shit um, and just having fun and providing value to people and showing them new unique shit that I w- I'm getting a lot more out of than just here's here's this band's new song which yeah. i more so almost do just for like the homies now because i love the band and i want to support them and i'm curious to see what they're doing but like i'm not naive think you know i i know that yesterday the band song came out and then there was already a hundred reactions to it so yeah I'm not, I'm like, I'm like just when like, i do reactions people are always like shut the fuck up and let the song play <laughs> it's like <laughs> you you know what they're here for and it's not me yeah, even in my reactions, I started, um, I changed the format. I'll, I'll um, play guitar um, with it, you know, and I'm like, let me add value in some different way, because if not, it's just another person doing a reaction to the song that people already are now aware of, even though it's only been a day. So I, even with Metallica, I took one of their songs and I was like, let's have a fun concept here. Never heard the song before. I'm going to try to play it on guitar because it's Metallica. And I assume a lot of things are copy paste Metallica structures yeah. and patterns. And I'm just going to fucking butcher the song and play yeah. through it and see how much I can learn. That was one of the most fun videos I've ever done. And it did one. Of, it was one of the best in terms of even viewership and stuff and retention, even though I butchered the song, basically. It, it doesn't was matter. Fun, it was different. Yeah. And I still got to check out the song and make content out of it through that reaction ish. I gent Rick Beato. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I guess so. So yeah, you, you mentioned uh, Deathcore a while ago, and I wanted to get your take on this, too, since, you know, as as, uh, you know, someone who has had a lot of success in that scene, uh, I, I think Deathcore is I mean, like this is not breaking news, but like Deathcore is probably in better shape now than it has been in, you know, 10, year, 10, 15 years oh, yeah. since, you know, when Suicide Silence and all those bands were kind of at the top of their game. And that's really cool to see. Um but I do feel like deathcore kind of gets into a little bit of what I call like the vocal gymnastics kind of thing mm-hmm. where it's just like who can make the most ridiculous over the top noises and they kind of forget to write songs. Yeah. And maybe I find maybe I sound like a boomer saying that. But what's your take on that? No. Yeah. I mean, I I applaud the vocalist going for that just because it's it's just like i related to guitarists trying to play like tim henson polyphia stuff now like that's great it's it's good to have that um technique and knowledge and skill in your pocket to utilize it the problem is i think a lot of bands are utilizing it only in the same way because they think they can lorna it (laughs) you know like right and that's where it just gets (laughs) it loses its excitement and it's fun and its uniqueness because it's just saturated with the same thing without adding something different i i am very excited about 
deathcore in the sense, especially like I think a year ago when it was like Lorna Brand of Sacrifice, yeah. Shadow of Intent, Slaughter to Prevail, uh, and Darko if you want to put them in there, but they're more just like modern metal crazy yeah. with the fuck, right? All different unique strains of deathcore. I was like, yes, good. More of that. And they're all you yeah. good and they're pushing and they're heavy as fuck and they all satisfy the deathcore crowd still. Um, but they're unique. It's great. And that really excited me seeing that all being pushed. And those bands are still pushing it, but I'm seeing a lot of the bands now that are coming in in the deathcore scene that are taking influence. They're doing it too close to home for those yeah. instead of like building upon it and then adding additional stuff on. So I'm like... Please don't oversaturate the five unique styles, plus a bunch of other bands that I'm sure yeah. doing sick stuff in deathcore, right? That, you know, please, God, take that as a gift to make you more unique stuff with it and expand instead of just, let's try the TikTok moment. Like, yeah. for fuck's sake, because that, that can then make it just old and boring. And I already, like, Lorna has gotten to the point where I'm like, they have to pull some like they wouldn't have to do this if everyone didn't copy pasta but now for their next album whatever they do i don't think they can do you know the pain remains part one again like they are part two now they they have to like change the game almost again with some of the foundational sounds and they will they will because you know if you talk to adam you know his influences are not other bands that sound like them you know he grew up on like senses fail and my chemical romance and that type of shit so he's coming from a different place and obviously metal as well, but he's coming from a different place. And any of these bands that, that we love, you know, their influences are not the other bands in their genre that sound like them. Yeah. You know, it's, it's it's never the case. I remember when I was a kid, I really liked anthrax and I read an interview with Scott Ian where, uh, they asked him about some thrash band or something. He was like, I don't, I don't know. I listened to Madonna and I was like, what, (laughs) what, yeah that's fucking that's that's amazing like and i i want to see bands do that and i i know lorna will will do it up same thing with brand like lorna i think is going to turn into the first like full-on popular emo deathcore band i feel like they might go like that way which would be genius and i hope they do kind of fulfill that more um brand is probably going to add more cleans and combine the worlds and slaughter Actually, weirdly enough, people haven't co- copied really Slaughter because they're just they're like Slipknot deathcore, like new yeah. metal deathcore, uh, which is great. I hope they just keep them doing more of their thing because they're just well, they neat. have really catchy songs. They don't necessarily need to change it up. I don't. Yeah, think. and then Darko's so fucked that no one can yeah. even understand how to copy it, which is, right. is great, right? So I, 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 I like seeing where deathcore is at, and I just hope it it keeps pushing, and you know the bands don't just get oversaturated with the same sound because that's that's going to cause stagnation um i've seen it happen in all the scenes before especially yep. in the metalcore scene just you got to keep pushing keep trying new shit um keep making it exciting if not uh it's, it's, if it's a year of like everyone doing the same shit it gets stale really fucking fast nowadays i mean you remember say like 2011 2012 like the tail end of Crabcore, when you're <laughs> oh just like God. dude enough i get it you've yeah. listened to every fucking band on rise enough yeah and there's only a <laughs> few bands that had the longevity and they were like the like attack attack obviously yep. and like i see stars if they ever fucking come back um and like Rada. um you know bands like that that kept the name still and like can pull it through and get the numbers because they're legacy bands in that they've already put their stamp all the other bands either change genres or they're they stopped because yeah. it's just what's what's the point so i mean it happens every time but deathcore i think is a great spot metalcore i think is in a unique spot i think metalcore is figuring shit out um because i think it is the most uh, malleable genre of, yeah, deathcore has pretty narrow boundaries before yes. it stops being deathcore. Metalcore, and that's why I've just started calling it modern metal. Some of these bands, yeah. like like Spirit Box or like Loathe and 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 like shit like that. Um, it's very, it's a very easy medium to add any influence. It's, it's yeah. I think it's the easiest. It's easier than Prague, I think, to yeah. add influences into it and it being its own thing. So I think you know I've heard like Thal more in metalcore, which is cool um fucking valjarta was doing that shit in 2011 so it's about time um obviously a lot more electronics doom sounds for fuck's sake mm-hmm. um ambience 
uh, more pop elements, but like production wise, instead of just let's try to get on radio wise, which is refreshing, actually, R&B sounds. Mm -hmm. So I think modern metalcore is figuring shit out. There's also like the more progressive modern metalcore, I'd say like era and like invent animate, which is like more riff based and, you know, which is sick. Then there's like the 2000s metalcore revival, like Dying Wish is, yeah. is going pretty strong with that static dress. Um, and then there's like melodic fucking metalcore, like Bleed From Within, Bury Tomorrow. So there's a lot of strains. And I think that everyone's just figuring shit out right now. But yeah, it's an interesting space currently. Well, in one of your videos, I don't know, it's maybe two or three months ago or something you did, you know, the video we all do every now and then, which is like, okay, I'm changing things. Yeah. Um, and uh, you mentioned that you were kind of doing some real, do, dealing with some like real life things, which I don't want to ask about, but it, it made me realize like, oh, he never, you like, you never post anything personal. Hmm. And around the same time, I kind of pulled back on that too, because anytime I do post personal stuff, people get really weird about it. And I always regret it. How do you kind of think about that and how how can you be like a private person while still being a public figure that millions and millions of people watch every month? Um, I think it's I've set those boundaries pretty fairly with my community. I, I haven't explicitly, I think, said them, but just through what I do, because my videos are me like it's it's like you're very much, you know, just getting right. my dumb ass in whichever way whether it's through twitch or through youtube so so much of my life is already on here and so much of what i do in my life is revolved around music and youtube and streaming and all that shit so they do already have a good portion of i guess my life but just when it comes to the minute details that's where i'm like you know i i leave those for me you know, and also it's even if like there's been a lot of fucked up shit in my life that's happened, especially over the last two years where I don't like crowding my channel and stuff with anyways, because that's my safe space. You know, like <laughs> my content and music, that's where I go to, you know, and that's it's even when I was like younger in high school, like that would be like my escapism of of some like, you know, crazy family shit or whatever the fuck in my life um, is I would go here and I don't want to open up my channel and, and, you know, see that there, my channel is for fun. It's, it's, it really is. It's a selfish fucking channel. The channel is for me, <laughs> you know, and I say that, and I always say anyone who wants to come along for the ride, like bless your souls. Hell yeah. That's awesome. But you know, a lot of the shit I do is, is just for me um, and, and enjoyment and having fun and it converts and it helps pay the bills and that's great too. Right. But it's something that, I don't want to cloud with like, hey, this really fucked up thing happened to me today. And then I just keep getting, you know, the notification of people commenting or things like that about this. Like, I don't want to be reminded of the fucked up thing. I've I've had times where fucked shit has happened and I'll just be like, it's streaming time. <laughs> and I'm this tough, man. Yeah. Like sometimes I, you get a horrible phone call like 15 minutes before your stream. Yep. That shit's tough. It's it is tough. And, you know, I'll I'll be very transparent. I'll be like, I had some fuck shit happen, chat. All right, let's have some yeah. fun instead. Cause you know, I think I if I wanted to deal with it, then I, I can deal with it myself, um, or you know, with friends and family around me. Um, or let's take a break and uh, you know, refresh myself with this, you know, the things that have been built over these years and the things I enjoy and love. And then come back to it later and deal with it with a more healthy mindset instead of this extremely emotionally charged negative um, mindset. And that's that's kind of how I kept the two apart. I feel like when I started on YouTube when I was younger, it was I didn't I just didn't talk, so it was pretty easy to <laughs> avoid. But nowadays, yeah, I just I don't do many personal videos. Um, I just or personal tweets or any of that because I also see myself i feel like in people that watch because like i said i make the content for myself in this capacity of if i saw someone upload something and i'm having a shitty day i don't really want to hear them talk about their shitty day i i want to i you know i, I want to hear them have fun and do something fun and crazy you know so i'm like you know it, it, even if it's 
not for me. I got to at least do it for the people watching um, and, you know, entertain them and make it so if I'm having a fucked day, maybe they'll have a little bit of a laugh for five fucking minutes. Like that genuinely makes me feel better about sometimes my fucked situation. So I'm like, okay, like that's kind of how I, I translate it. And sometimes it can bleed over. And maybe even if I'm streaming, sometimes I'm like, this is really bad. Like I'll talk about it. And I'm just like, there you go. It's there. But like, when it comes to like making my socials this personal blog or yeah. personal mind blog or about all my fucking whatever uh, extreme opinions of about life or political things or fucking religion, you know, like that kind of stuff that a lot of people use it. Like, that's great. People use their stuff for how they use it. That's too stressful for me. I uh, It's super stressful. Yeah, I- I'm here to entertain people and make fun shit <laughs> and make their, you know, make my life fun and enjoyable and provide myself value and by giving people value for their time that's that's why i'm there so when i do think about sometimes you know uh uh, answering the voices and being like you know talk about this or do a video about this today i'm like why (laughs) like you know i have to stop myself sometimes to do that yeah and it 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 just kind of invites more negativity i think i mean we've talked about this before but you know, Reddit obviously loves both of us. Um, and uh, it doesn't feel great to open a thread, you know, open up Reddit and see a thread with 200 people saying what a horrible person you are and blah, blah, blah. Mm. And, you know, if you if you give them personal stuff to use as ammunition against you, they will. Oh, yeah, exactly. And that's why I'm like, hey, yo, if I open up, if I see something and they're just like, fuck your content, I'm like, okay. Like, yeah, I, fine. I, I don't give I, a shit. That, I don't. That doesn't affect me in the least bit. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, it's, I'm like, oh, if, if I like criticism, if someone's like, hey, I didn't like this because of this, I'll like, I'll be like, thank you. Cause like, you know, maybe I'll, I'll take that into consideration. I'll see if, you know, oh, maybe I'll look back later and be like, fuck, they're right. You know, and I'll want to improve on that. I think that's great. But if it's like, fuck you or like, you know, your raccoon eyes that I get like fucking for nine years straight, yeah. I'm like, hey, guys, I don't know what you want from me. This is, this is, <laughs> this is how I fucking exist. Like, this- people make fun of my eyebrow. I'm like, well, I, <laughs> Or that I blink a lot. I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't stop my eyes from blinking. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. And I think that to, to bring that together, like I am pretty vulnerable in my content, but I'm not personally vulnerable yeah. in the capacity of, of, you know, very personal things or family things. But I'm vulnerable when I'm making music. If I do some weird noises or I'm fucking around and it's kind of sometimes cringe or embarrassing, like, I'll include that, you know, like that's because that's that's me. That's my natural response to things and emotion because I get excited Um, and people that fucking hate it. That's cool. Like, bye, you know, and if people that are like, oh, that's that that's kind of relatable. I feel that same way or, you know, I like this. That's great. Stick around. But yeah, that's that's why it's it's a tricky line. But I've I've just been doing this shit for so fucking long. Yeah, I feel like it's 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 just easier to not care to not. Yeah. I think you made the right move. Like, did you see, um, I guess it was maybe a year ago or something like that. Um, Anthony Fantano got a divorce, which I didn't, I didn't know about. And hmm. people like leaked the court documents on Twitter. And it's like, bro, you're like airing out this guy's dirty laundry about his divorce. Cause you didn't like what he said about a fucking song. Like, what the <laughs> fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. I like mean, if you it's... hate his opinions, that's fine. But what the fuck? Like leaking court documents. These people should be fucking electrocuted. It, it can get bad, man. I mean, people get very invested um, emotionally into into things and people. And that's also a thing. Like I've had sometimes the, the, those like par- very parasocial relationships yeah. with, with some viewers sometimes where they're like, they're always there and they always want like the attention and this and like, this is what happened to me. And like, I get it. Like, I understand why they're doing that. And I'll just be very honest. Like, I, I, I'll, I'll be like, sorry that happened you know and kind of move on like i'm not going to get mad at them or that and make them feel like shit i'm just gonna i i try my best to disconnect that like uh unrealistic expectation of the of the relationship as much as possible um by not like starting my videos with like hey everybody i fucking love you all you know i'm just like yeah we're all here to have some fucking fun let's let's hang and do dumb shit right like i want simps i want pay pigs (laughs) Um, uh, just what, whatever, give me a tier three sub and I will tell you, 
Uh, I will call you and tell you that we're best friends. I will yeah. promise you the world. I won't. I won't do it. But uh, <laughs> I'll go to your wedding. Weird. I'll be it, your godfather. Your children. I'll tell you whatever you want to hear. Yeah, it, it, that relationship can get can it, it just can you know there's not there needs to be some obvious boundaries i think where it's like look we're here and i understand i mean same thing i there's musicians i look up to and i put them on this pedestal where you know you, you there's always a musician where if you see them you'll fucking fangirl and be like oh my god you know and like all that kind of shit but i try to in that capacity like humanize myself as much as possible too by just literally being myself showing my mistakes as much as i show my successes um and just being like look like if like we're hanging out here f listening to cool shit finding shit out like that's awesome like that's that's something that's special to me um and sometimes people might go very far in a creepy way and i just you know kind of ignore it or and that's that's it um but usually it's pretty res respectful which i think is i appreciate and i just again it's all about setting that it's weird because it's not an explicit standard but like that inherent like just how you how you act how you react um you know thing that sets these boundaries unconsciously i think for people that i think needs to be said especially for youtubers musicians um or it can get really fucking unhealthy in in either or way so that's something i've just tried to be like look i'm here i'm me you fuck with me sick let's listen to cool shit if you don't great that's it. I'm I'm doing this because I'm gonna have fun today and fuck around and do my thing and hopefully it provides value to your life. And if it does, that's fucking amazing. You know. Well, that sounds like a good note to end it on to me. I appreciate your time as always, and uh, I will uh, I will see you on the internet. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ever wonder what a punch from Elton John feels like? Or how you'd cope with having turned down the chance to be in Nirvana? Or what signal Keith Richards gives when he wants you to get the hell out of his hotel room? Fans of Too Much Effing Perspective don't have to wonder, because they've heard these exact stories and a jillion others on our podcast. I'm Alex Hoffman, former tour manager for Radiohead. And I'm musician and comedy writer Alan Keller. On the TMEP show, we get guests like Nancy Wilson from Heart, Jeremiah Freights from the Lumineers, and Modern Family's Julie Bowen to tell us things they may have only shared with their therapist, clergy, or a TMZ stringer. So join us on Too Much Effing Perspective. That's E-F-F-I-N-G Perspective. The only podcast you crank up to 11. Oh.